Hi, you're listening to Screen of the Crime. I'm Tess. And I'm Maggie, and this is a podcast where we talk about true crime and what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. Welcome back to a, to another remote episode of Screen of the Crime. Yeah, um, we're trying. We're gonna do over Zoom, like everyone else in the world is doing with everything. I don't know if you've been watching the Bon Appetit YouTube YouTube channel, but all their videos now are all like Zoom calls. I've seen. I haven't watched any of them, but I have seen the um, like the. I don't think they're ads. I think they're just like on the Bon Appetit Instagram. They're like little commercials for them. Yeah. No, yeah, that's funny. Um, no, yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Yep. Be- <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would say it's easier because we can actually see each other. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting used to your new haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, how has the past week been for you? Um, pretty f- good. Relatively uneventful. I did another game night with my family. Fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I'm trying to think. It's the days just are all the same <laughs> at this point. Like, I was just like woke up. I was like, what day is it? But um, Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. But yeah, no. I mean, I've just been inside a lot. I know um, just from hearing from my roommate, roommate's mom is a nurse, and she was telling us, um, like, next two weeks are, like, very important that you don't go out. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we went to the grocery store and, like, stocked up on stuff just because we were running low on, like, you know, soap. (laughs) Us too. We are almost out of soap. We need to go buy some. My roommate said that yesterday, which would have been the seventh, was the peak of the um, the badness. I I don't know. She said it was the peak. I don't know if, yeah, I don't think, I think it's definitely more this next upcoming week and a half or so is going to be like the worst. So yeah, we just are like trying to stay inside. We went to, we went to Trader Joe's because we needed groceries and like we all had bandanas on because we don't have like masks, mm. but better than nothing. But then there was a, Trader Joe's is like doing this thing where there's a, like there are only like 30 people in the store at a time. So there was a line outside to like get in. <laughs> but one of the girls who worked there, like who was like waiting outside and like, contro- like letting people in, she was like a contortionist. So she like was doing like fun stuff. Wow. Yeah. I love Trader Joe's. They're, they're great. But yeah, we were all like waiting outside. Um, so yeah, but no, we're all just like staying inside now. Yeah. I need to kind of go grocery shopping, I feel like, if I'm going to be inside for the next two weeks. But yeah. all my roommates are a little scared to go outside. Um, but and, and I don't have a car, as we know. Yeah. So might be running out of groceries, might not. I might be having to survive off of Milano cookies for two <laughs> weeks. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Or, you know, listen, all the delivery places are doing, like, there's a lot of free delivery now and like for like uh, food yeah, yeah but i want i don't want to pay eight dollars for a meal i want to pay eight dollars for two meals you know yeah no i know <laughs> um, um yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. We ran out of puzzles at my household. Oh. <laughs> it's tr- it's a tragedy, really. Um, but my mother just texted me, and she is sending me a thousand-piece puzzle that mm. has been sitting in my bedroom closet for my whole life that I've never completed. So finally, <laughs> it's 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 my time to shine on this thousand-piece puzzle. Mm. Yeah, we've decided because um, we've been watching like me and my roommates have just consistently been watching How I Met Your Mother for so long now. And like, we've gotten to the point where it's like, we've watched it all. So we're Mm -hmm. like, we need to find a new show. I think we're going to start watching that 70s show, which I... Don't you fucking dare. Well, that's the thing, because I just... You're you're bringing back old trauma. I know, because I was like saying that, and like my one roommate's like, oh yeah, like I'm shocked, like we haven't watched that yet. Like that show's also really funny. And I'm just like, I feel like I never, I see it. I just have flashbacks to like 8 a.m. just hearing the like theme song from that show, because our old roommates will just keep watching that. But yeah, so we were probably gonna watch that. Oh, I found a fun little... um, like personality quiz thing but it like does um like you take like a personality quiz and then it like you can filter it to like every like a bunch of different shows I've seen it yeah and so we were all doing that this morning but it was really funny because it's like I got just consistently the exact same type of character in every show which is just like the himbo character (laughs) like I was like in I got Mulder for X-Files Peter Quill slash Star Star Lord in Marvel Yep. Han Solo. Um, what was, I forgot what some. So the, the likable goon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was fun though. That is fun. I took a, uh, what Percy Jackson character are you quiz today, but it wasn't like Buzzfeed. It was like in depth and I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it and I got Percy Jackson. So just like the best character, I got him. That's all I wanted to say. Nice. That's my that's my brag of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We've been. Uh, I made crepes the other day. Wow. Yeah, they that's were good. Fun. Yeah, and then Claire from the Bonatti Test Kitchen like made crepes on one of her on like their channel and now I'm just like I might have to make them again because she made like these like more dessert ones and like some of the methods she used I'm like I could do that so I might be improving my crepe game that's fun yeah (laughs) I'm growing um basil cilantro spinach and some flour I'm gonna pronounce it wrong the nastur nasturetium I don't know. But my spinach, she's growing. She is strong. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see her. She looks like grass. It's beautiful. She's lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in roughly two months, I will have edible spinach. That's great. (laughs) I can make a salad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to get my uh, friend, she like ordered there was like a website that like sends plants out, but she ordered like a mystery box and you just get like a bunch of plants. And so I'm trying, I might do that just cause like, I want to go get plants. Cause like now's the time to do it, but I don't want to like go out to the store to get them. Cause like, you know, you shouldn't do that. So I might, she sent me the link. So I might be getting some plants, but we'll see. <clears throat> so if it, w- if it wasn't so like cloudy here all the time, then that would be great. And especially because, like, my room is just, like, the darkest in our, like, whole apartment. Like, it Yeah, just but kinda... you have the whole big window. That's true, yeah. 
And as long as it doesn't get like it will get warmer, so like probably yeah. pulling it. Cool. Um, update on where we live. All the parks around here have been shut down. Oh, really? For like the past two ish weeks. Yeah. Um, like all the tennis courts that we um trying to go to, they're all locked up. So the only ones we can go to are like um ones that aren't fenced in. Mm. And so for like a week, we were going to this tennis court at a Jewish center, <laughs> and, but it was so busy with like elderly, not elderly, like uh, like uh, 45 year old, 50 like year old women. And then like elderly men who were like mm-hmm. super intense at tennis and there were only two courts and I suck at tennis. So that was awkward. But then we started going to a different park, which is closed, um, by the way. But we just started going there. There's no nets, but you can still play tennis on the courts. That's good. Yeah, I want to go. We've been, like, obviously we have, like, frisbee and stuff. I want to go because there's, like, you know where we, where you used to live and where I live. There's, like, the basketball court. But the one that's closer to, like, my apartment is, like, fenced in. And it's, like, part of, like, where the leasing office is. And, like, that one's closed. But the other one like, the other side's open. But the only problem is, like, I don't have a basketball. And I kind of want to get one. Just because, like, I went on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. I might do that because that would be fun. Or like, if yeah, because we're not like, leaving. Or I can just go try and find one somewhere. But don't play with anyone except the people you live with. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a that's a contact sport, and that's a negative yeah. to the government. Yeah. And health <laughs> officials. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, my job. I have a job. You know. This. Oh. Yes. Do you not know that? Did I not tell you? Like a new one? No, it's the policy job. I don't think you told me about this. Oh, all right. So I have a job because um, RIT fired me. And um, so I'm assuming it's like a job that they made for people who got laid off who like actually need to pay their rent yeah. and shit. Um, so what we're doing is we're making a policy database, database um, for like on this website for RIT to use. So we like find policies from different colleges in universities and we like categorize them and stuff it's a it's it's very time consuming and I, I feel like it's not very necessary but that's what I've been doing for the past uh three weeks and I finally I found my third university and it's University of Georgia and um I love University of Georgia so much because they have all the policies I'm looking for because I cannot tell you how many hours I've spent just looking for like a one policy on like graduation requirements and Rensselaer Polytech does not have it. And that's my hot take. That's what I've been doing for 20 hours a week. It's been looking at policies. Well, that's, well, at least, yeah, that's nice that RIT's been like trying to, because I know like I've been reading the emails I've heard just from like people at the office and like people from who had other jobs where they're just like they're trying to get people jobs but then it's just like everything's just been like crazy. oh yeah so. i had emailed the time to talk shit about rit i had emailed the student employment office many times and they never replied to me so i was able to get this job through um, a friend who had gotten a reply from the student employment office oh that's good yeah <laughs> yeah no i know like everyone was just like emailing them so it's just from, like, the people – I know my friend, like, roommate who works with, like, Sports Zone, her boss, like, she had emailed them because when we were coming back from break, like, 
the games had gotten canceled, but we she only found out about this like when we were an hour outside of Rochester coming back from spring break. And then like previously um, they had emailed like the sports zone team and said like, oh, you'll get paid for this even if the games get canceled because like that happens sometimes. But then they never got paid. So like she reached out and was like, hey, like I didn't get paid here. Like, and you said I should have. And then he, like, basically was like, oh, I want you to, like, do a report on, like, the, like, replay system you use. And he's just, like, trying to get hours. And he's like, I'm going to get you the hours. But, like, it's like, but he, like, he's like, this shouldn't be, I don't want this on paper, like, on email. But he's, like, trying to get everyone hours when they can, so. Yeah, when we were, it was our last week um, at the deli. It was just me and two other employees there trying to get as much money as we could. We ended up working 56 hours that week. Holy shit. So, fuck yeah. Um, I was scrubbing the whole time. But we had uh, messaged the employment office, and they were like, ask your bosses if you can make, like, a control-alt-deli manual. And we're like, what? Yeah. It's like, yeah, all that. Our bosses were like, no, you can't. And we're like, okay. (laughs) That would be so funny, though. They're like, we could do that, too. And I was like, but we could all do it. And they were like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah, so I've been I've been logging policies. So, <laughs> side note, I just want to say this: Rensselaer has a poli- has no policies on the curriculum, or like how to make policies, but they have a a policy on um was it it's like a exotic dancers, like they have an exotic dancer policy and a fog machine policy, but they don't have like some of the most basic policies a college should have, and that's. That's funny. Also, one of their policies is called student-teacher relations, and I'm like, ooh. Ooh, spicy. Sexy. No. It's just about, like, students and teachers are allowed to speak about whatever they want in the classroom. That's like, mm-hmm. sad. Anyway, yeah. um, I guess I should start the case. Might as well, yeah. I've been chatting. So <laughs> I wanted to um, keep this light, so... We are going to talk about the Salish Sea Human Foot Discoveries, (laughs) or as I like to call it, the Quentin Tarantino episode. (laughs) Thank you for getting my joke. Um, So, since August 20th, 2007, at least 20 detached human feet have been found on the coast of the Salish Sea in British Columbia, Canada, and Washington, USA. The first discovery on August 20th, 2007, was on Jedediah Island in British Columbia. Feet have been discovered on the coast of islands in British Columbia and in the U.S. cities of Tacoma and Seattle. I definitely think I've heard about this. Um, Yeah, it's a thing with the feet. My God. (laughs) 2019 began with the 15th human foot in a decade to wash ashore on the shore of the Salish Sea in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) Beachgoers found the foot in const in a boot. It was just in a boot. On the south end of Jetty Island in Everett, Washington, on New Year's Day, no other human remains were found. One week before that... The Snohomish County Sheriff Office reported that the foot belonged to Antonio, that a foot belonged to Antonio Neal. He was 22 years old when his family reported him missing on December 2016, in December. It follows a report from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police in May that a man found a lone right foot wearing a hiking boot. 
the foot was just wearing a hiking boot wedged between logs on the Gabrola Island near Vancouver. A year before that, a foot wearing a black Velcro athletic shoe with the tibia and fibula, the fibula still attached that was found in December along a different beach in British Columbia. That foot was traced to Stanley K. Okamoto, who was 79 when he went missing in September of 2017. It turns out that severed feet washing up on this coastline is, in fact, a thing. It's been a source of fascination for Canadians, Americans, and the media for years. It even has a dedicated Wikipedia page, which is what I use for a lot of my information. <laughs> These foot discoveries are not the first ones on British Columbia coast. On the, yeah. One was found in Vancouver in um, 1887, leading to the place of discovery being called Leg and Boots Square. <laughs> Um, on July 30th, 1914, the Vancouver Sun reported that recent arrivals from um, Kimsquit reported a human leg encased in a high boot was found on a beach near the mouth of the Salmon River. Um, it was previous name for the Dean River near Kimsquit, near the headwater of Dean Channel, in case you guys want to go there. <laughs> It was thought the remains were from a man who had drowned on the river the previous summer. As of September 2018, 15 feet have been found in the Canadian province of British Columbia between 2007 and 2018, and five in the U.S. state of Washington. The feet include a number of matched pairs. In British Columbia, 13 of the 15 feet have been identified. The latest was a left foot found on the shore of a rocky beach in West Vancouver, British Columbia, in September of 2018. And though DNA analysis linked to a male that went, went missing earlier that year through, I don't know why I said though. The two unidentified feet found in February of 2016 washed up on the shore of Botanical Beach on the west coast of Vancouver Island. In the U.S., one of these pairs belonged to a woman who jumped from a bridge. Of the two other U.S. feet identified, one foot belonged to a missing fisherman and the other of a depressed man who probably committed suicide. His identity was withheld on request of his family. Hmm. After the fifth foot was discovered of the 20... Sorry, something just dropped like a bowling ball upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> After the fifth foot was discovered of the 20, the story had begun to receive increased international media attention. With major headlines from newspapers such as Melbourne, Herald Sun, The Guardian, The Cape Times, and South Africa, and the story elicited such speculations about the case of a mystery originated from morbid fascination with the type of subject as stated by one scientist who identifies, human, uh, who identifies remains of victims. On his late-night talk show, David Letterman questioned two Canadian audience members about the mystery. <laughs> Another apparent human foot discovery on June 18, 2018, um, on T-Spit near Campbell River on Vancouver Island, was a hoax. The hoax was a skeletonized animal paw, which was put in a sock and a shoe, and then stuffed with dried seaweed. So now people are faking uh, disembodied feet. <laughs> Real Canadian Mounted Police launched an investigation into the hoax, and arrest could be made due to charges of public mischief. After the 11th foot was found on August 31, 2011, in Vancouver, several running shoes contained what police suspected was raw meat and were found washed up on Oak Beach, British Columbia. 
So now I'm going to talk about every single foot that was found. <laughs> are we excited? Mm-hmm. No, we are. Okay. August 20th, 2007. A girl visiting from Washington picked up a size 12 Adidas shoe and opened the sock to find a man's right foot. It is thought to have become... <laughs> Oh, my God. Disarticulated due to submerged decay. This kind of shoe was produced in 2003 and distributed mainly in India. A man's right foot, size 12, white and blue mesh running shoe. The remains were identified as those of a missing man suffering from depression. Six days later, a man's right foot, probably, oh, sorry, discovered by a couple, also disarticulated due to decay. It was waterlogged and appeared to have been taken ashore by an animal. It probably floated ashore from the south. The shoe, a size 12 white Reebok, was produced in 2004 and sold worldwide, but primarily in North America. And the type has since been discontinued. February 2nd, 2008. A right foot in the size 11 Nike. The remains were identified as 21-year-old Surrey man reported missing four years prior whose death is considered not suspicious, indicating either misadventure or suicide. (laughs) misadventure (laughs) this type of shoe was sold in canada and the united states between february 1st 2003 and june 30th 2003 it has been confirmed that the right foot found february 8th on valdez island and left foot found on june 16th on west ham island belonged to the same man they found both his feet yay (laughs) may 22nd 2008 A woman's right foot, blue and white, New Balance sneakers. The fourth foot was discovered on an island in the Fraser Delta between Richmond Delta, Richmond and Delta, British Columbia. It was also wearing a sock and a sneaker. It is thought to have washed down the Fraser River, having nothing to do with the ones found in the Gulf Islands. The shoe was a New Balance sneaker, manufactured in 1999. In 2012, the fourth sneaker found in Kirkland Island was identified as part of a pair of blue and white New Balance sneakers belonging to a woman who jumped from the Petulo Bridge in New Westminster in April 2004. June 16th, 2008. It's like every two months. Mm -hmm. A man's left foot was found by two hikers on June 16th floating in water in Delta. It's been confirmed that the left foot found on June 16th on West Ham Island and the right foot found February 8th on Valdez Island belonged to the same man. August 1st, 2008. The right foot inside a man's black size 11 shoe was discovered by a camper on a beach. It was covered in seaweed. The site of the discovery was less than 16 kilometers from the international border in the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Testing confirmed that the foot was human. Police say the large black top, black top size 11 athletic shoe for a right foot contains bones and flesh. This was the first foot of the series to be found outside of British Columbia. The RCMP and Clallam County Sheriff Department agreed on August 5th that the foot could have been carried south from Canadian waters. November 11th, 2008. A known woman's left foot in shoe that was found floating in Fraser River in Richmond. She was described as small, New Balance running shoe, possibly woman's shoe. A forensic DNA profiling analysis indicated that it was a generic match with the foot discovered on May 22nd. October 27th, 2009. A right foot in a size 8.5 Nike running shoe on beach in Richmond. Remains were identified as Vancouver area man who was reported missing January 2008. 
August 22nd, oh, 27th, 2010. Woman's or child's right foot without a shoe or sock. Just a shoe. This, I mean, just a sock. Oh my God, just a foot. Just a foot. This foot was determined to have been in the water for two months. Detective Ed Wallace of the Island County Sheriff's Office released a statement saying that the foot would be tested for DNA. However, there was no match found in the National DNA Database. December 5th, 2010. Found on the title flats. Quote, the right foot was still inside a boy size 6 Ozark Trail hiking boot and likely belonged to a juvenile or a small adult. Police spokesman Mark Fulgham said Tuesday in Tacoma, about 40 kilometers south of Seattle and 20, sorry, 225 kilometers south of Vancouver. August 30th, 2011. Sex unknown. Foot was found in man's white and blue size nine runner floating next to Plaza of Nation, <laughs> Plaza of Nations Marina attached to lower leg bones. It had disarticulated naturally at the knee due to water. November 4th, 2011. A man's right foot inside size 12 hiking boot was discovered by a group of campers in a pool of fresh water at Sassamat Lake near Port Moody on January 2012. This foot was identified by the British Columbia Coroner Service as that of Stefan Zarut. Juco, a local fisherman who went missing in 1987. That's like 30, 30 years after he went missing. Police believe the foot separated naturally from the body and uh, do not suspect foul play. December 10th, 2011. Human leg bone and foot in a black plastic bag under the Ship Canal Bridge as of January 2nd, 2012, medical examiner had not found a cause of death or identified the body. That one sounds a little shady. <laughs> January 26, 2012. On January 26, 2012, the remains of, quote, what appears to be a human bone inside a boot were found in the sand along the waterline of Dog Park near Maritime Museum of Foot. I'm sorry, Maritime Museum at the foot of Herbatus Street in Vancouver. <laughs> May 6, 2014. Human foot in white New Bounce shoe found along the shoreline of Sentinel Park near the Pier 86 Green Terminal. The New Bounce model 622 athletic shoe was white with blue trim, size, me <laughs> size men's 10.5. The model of shoe was first available for sale on April 2008. From an initial view news photo, it appears to be a left foot. <laughs> January 7th, 2016, hikers on Botanical Beach near Port Renfrew on Vancouver Island found a foot in a sock and a running shoe. January 12th, 2016, a, wa um, a foot washed up near Port Renfrew on Vancouver Island. British Columbia Coroner Service said it matches the one found five days earlier. December 8th, 2017, remains of a leg with a shoe attached washed up on the on the near <laughs> near the settlement of Jordan River on Vancouver Island. May 6, 2018. Shortly after noon on Sunday, May 6, a man walking along the shore on Gabriola Island encountered a hiking boot with a human foot inside, uh, wedged in a log jam. September 2018, foot with light gray Nike-free R-in shoe on the shore near the 30th Street 
Beach Access Point in West Vancouver. The size nine and a half shoe was manufactured between the 1st of February and uh, April 17th, 2017. It was believed to have been worn by a male and had a blue sock. The victim is believed to have been under the age of 50. January 1st, 2019. Foot found in boot, later tied via DNA to Antonio Neal, missing since December 12th, 2016. Those are all the feet. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> so, like, what's the... Is there just no explanation? There is. I'm about to get into it. Okay. <laughs> so, here are the proposed, so, like, explanations. Mm-hmm. The series of discoveries has been called astounding and almost beyond explanation, as no other body parts have turned up. The discoveries have caused speculation, oh my god, speculation, but the feet may be those of people who died in boating accidents or a plane crash in the ocean. One explanation is that some of the feet are those of four men who died in a plane crash near Quadra Island in 2005 and whose bodies have not been recovered. Though one of the feet have been determined to be from a female, so... Yeah, that might be wrong. Foul play has also been suggested, although none of the first four feet showed tool marks. Determining the origins of the feet is complicated because ocean currents may carry floating items long distances, and because currents in the Strait of Georgia are unpredictable. A foot may float as far as a thousand miles. Also, human feet have a tendency to produce adipocrae, a soap-like substance formed from body fat, which makes it hard for forensic scientists to find clues. Under optimal conditions, a human body may remain intact in water for as long as three decades, meaning that the feet may have been floating around for years. Another theory is that the feet belong to people who died in the Asian tsunami on December 26, 2004. Richmond-based writer Shane Lambert said that many of the shoes found were manufactured and sold in 2004 or earlier, and that there could be other sources for the shoes or multiple sources. Besides the manufacturing dates of the shoes, Lambert has said that ocean currents and their northward traveling tendencies would have carried the feet up the Pacific Ocean from the region that was hit by the 2004 tsunami. One foot has been identified as belonging to a man who was depressed They keep using the word depressed, and there's, like, varying articles. The man who was depressed and was believed to have committed suicide. Another two feet were identified as belonging to a woman who committed suicide by jumping from the Petulo Bridge in New Westminster, British Columbia, in 2004. This suggests that the feet could belong to other people who have jumped from the bridge. Decomposition may separate the foot from the body because the ankle is relatively weak and the buoyancy caused by air either inside or trapped within the shoe could allow it to float away. According to Simon Fraser University's etymologist, Gail Anderson, extremities such as hands, feet, and head often detach as a body uh, decomposes in the water, although they rarely float. However, finding feet and not the rest of the body have been deemed unusual. Finding two feet has been given a million to one odds and has thus been described as an anomaly. The finding of the third foot made it the first time three such discoveries have been made so close to each other. The fourth discovery caused speculation about human interference and statistically was called curious. Now we have 15 feet being discovered. Damn. So, uh, weird. 
in Canada and British, the British Columbia Coroner Service said in December 2017 that the foul play that foul play has been ruled out by authorities in all investigations and that the feet came from people killed either in accidents or by suicide. The feet detached during the normal decomposition process and the feet were usually found in sneakers, which the coroner thought were responsible for both keeping the feet buoyant enough to eventually wash ashore and gave them enough protection from decomposition to be found relatively intact. But why do body parts so often end up on the shores of the Salish Sea and not around other coastal regions like San Francisco Bay Area? That was a question. Okay, Parker McCready, the oceanography professor at the University of Washington, said that the story is simple. Quote, things that float at the ocean surface move with the currents, but also are pushed up a bit by the wind. And this can be... This can be significant in getting them to shore. He wrote in an email, the prevailing winds are here, which would be around the Salish Sea, are west to east. And so floating stuff in this part of the Pacific Ocean gets blown to the coast effectively. That said, several feet also occasionally wash up around other waterways. In November, a lone foot wearing a sneaker was found in a dumpster next to a boat ramp on the Wilmette River near Portland, Oregon. In 2017, a foot wearing an athletic shoe was found on a dock in Charleston, South Carolina, and a hikers found it, and hikers found a foot inside a tennis shoe on the banks of the Mississippi River near St. Louis, Missouri. We've seen this happen occasionally in other parts of the world too. Body parts, including a foot washed up in Rio de Janeiro, Janeiro near the beach volleyball courts before the 2016 Olympics, body parts of tourists also washed up on a beach in Fiji in 2016. <laughs> Though shoes keep severed feet intact, tracing them to their original owners have proven difficult. Quote, the ones I have seen are not fresh feet. That's King County's Taylor said dryly. Quote, they've been in the water for a long time with significant decomposition. Often, DNA is too damaged to test from the days or weeks spent in salt water, and usually there is nothing to compare the DNA to since most of the people whose final resting place is the sea don't have genetic material on record. Other potentially identifying marks like scars and tattoos are lost to the briny deep, as scarcely more than bone and ribbons of flesh return to shore. Taylor said that she is advocating for shoe size to be included in standard missing person reports, a detail that could help identify the next foot that turns up. As for why we're noticing more reports of these feet on beaches, Taylor said it's partially due to the media keeping people on their toes. So now beachgoers investigate whether a lone sneaker has a foot in it. Quote, the reason it's becoming a phenomenon is it's gotten a lot of press, she says. Now people are checking. That's that's the end. Back. That's so strange. Oh. All right. Oh. Yeah, I've definitely heard about that. But it is, I mean, it kind of makes sense with like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, if stuff washes up. And, you know, it's logical, I guess. But it is just so weird. It's a lot of feet, though. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. Um, There's okay. also a creepy pasta on it. I looked at it to see if it was like a story, and it's not. It's just a list of feet, but it did make it to creepy pasta. <laughs> okay. Well, there's not. So this one, there's really nothing 
Yeah. There's nothing to like directly compare to, but I will go over some highlights. Hold on. I had this pulled up. Where'd it go? Some highlights. Uh, So I'm just going to go over, because you're talking about feet so much. So I just. Are you going to talk about foot in television and movies? Kind of. It's basically celebrities with foot fetishes. Oh, great. Where it's like, like Tarantino. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I Carly did. Yeah. When I Googled this, there's literally like, you know how sometimes on Google there's stuff that just like pops up like with an answer right away? Mm-hmm. And it's just Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> like right away. Well, I mean, we all know that. It's common knowledge. Yeah. So I'll talk about him. But Quentin Tarantino, the whole foot thing, it's like if you watch his movies, there's always just like weird stuff happening with feet and listen i like <laughs> the whole foot fetish thing has just gotten so hilarious because it's such like a funny joke and it's just like you know i mean like if anyone like even has their foot out you're just like oh you know <laughs> let's see let's see what buzzfeed has to say i did look at another one it only had seven people on it but yeah first one on the list is always quentin tarantino um which, again, if you don't know who Quentin Tarantino is, he's a director. He directed things like Pulp Fiction. If there's, a, you know, any, like, e-boy film majors, just ask him. He'll be glad to explain. They will be in love with Quentin Tarantino. I know. Um, let's see. Marilyn Manson. Not shocking. Britney Spears. Oh. Is that a fact? Yeah. Don't, don't bad talk Britney Spears. <laughs> Listen, she the pop star rarely wears shoes and has said publicly she enjoys having men kiss her feet. Oh, so she like she doesn't like feet, but she likes her feet being touched. Yeah. Okay. Vice versa, you know. I would like a foot massage. Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. I mean, kissing's a little bit different. Okay, you're right, I guess. I suppose. Elvis Presley. Um, I, honestly, I've definitely heard with Elvis, he would like casting women he would want to see their feet first okay that that is foot fetish material sure is um ludicrous says i definitely love girls with beautiful feet i have a foot fetish just quote from him (laughs) great quote from ludicrous i have a foot fetish yeah pharrell williams um yeah Asked in an interview if he had a fetish, um, he said he responded with girls' feet, period. Why would you just, why would you say that? Why would you give up that information? I feel like it. Like, if you're like, do you have a fetish? You could be like, I like blondes, you know? Like, why would you say well, that's feet? Not, that's a preference. I Listen, of the, there's. No, but why would you say feet? <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's worse things, you know? There are, but, like, now you're just opening yourself up for embarrassment. Yeah. Because I guess, like, if someone says, like, oh, I like hands, or, like, I think hands can be really... Hands? Hands are sexy. Yeah. And it's, like... (laughs) But it's, like, oh, you know, I'm trying to... Let's see. Like, I like uh, backs. I don't know. Like, why would you say feet? Why would you choose feet? That's my... Well, on your Ted If you liked feet, why would you admit to, like, feet? That's what I'm saying. Um... Ted, Ted Bundy said they say he is a fetish. Okay. Um, I'll that. Tom Hardy. Jay Aww. Leno. Jay Leno is not shocking to me at all. He looks like he has a fetish. And then F. Scott Fitzgerald. 
the author of the great the great gatsby yeah uh he let's see fitzgerald frequent uh frequented a particular prostitute solely (laughs) ha a pun (laughs) obviously also the other one that was on this list but i feel like it's like i'd say the one that most people in our age range the iCarly dude? Dan Snyder. Yes. Creator of iCarly and um, Victorious. And also, like... Sam and Cat. Yeah, like all the Nickelodeon shows. But if you... So, Victorious recently went on Netflix. So, we were all kind of, like, binge-watching Victorious a lot. And, like, watching that, it's so it's so creepy to watch. With the feet? Well, with a Or lot. just in general. <laughs> it's very weirdly sexualized. And also, there's yeah. a lot of, like like jokes about like she'd be like i just peed myself or something like that and it's kind of yeah no victorious definitely is like has those jokes and it's just like oh but yeah no like just there's so much stuff with feet in both of them or like even the whole episode where they have like the fish that like eat the dead skin off you oh yeah and it's like every single person there's just like so many foot shots in there and i feel like it's like it's the same with iCarly like you'll just see like all this shit and like the nickelodeon logo is a foot it's all whack oh like one of the old ones it's like um yeah it's like a foot yeah before it was like the splat or whatever yeah so that's just um so that's just some people at britney spears i did not know about well she doesn't have a foot like it's not like feet she likes her feet being yeah i feel like that's different it's different again it's not like i feel like the levels of like Quentin Tarantino and Dan Snyder where they're just like so like creepy about it versus like Britney Spears like whatever Britney you do you yeah Britney Spears can do what she wants <laughs> yeah but um I don't know unrelated but I don't know this is something that I feel like needs to be discussed because everyone's been watching it but Tiger King have haven't seen it yet Okay. No spoilers. I don't want to know. Okay, yeah. I won't spoil anything. I will just premise by saying it's absolutely insane. I feel like I watched it late because my entire family kept texting me being like, have you watched this yet? Have you watched this yet? I'm like, no. And me and my roommates all like watched it. over. It's like, I think it's like seven episodes or so. Um, So it's like definitely like we watched it kind of like two nights and just kind of binged it. But um, it's just insane. And also I'm just like, they're just, everyone's terrible in it. There's no good person, but insider scoop about it. So I had texted. So it um, follows like Joe exotic who, you know, he like has all these tigers and like does like, you know, has a zoo and stuff. And then it also follows um, Carol Baskin. I think that's her last name. Mm-hmm who she runs Big Cat Rescue in Tampa and, like, across the nation. Florida represent. Yeah, and so I started watching, and then she popped up, and, like, Big Cat Rescue popped up, and I texted our friend Kate, who works yeah. there, last summer. I was like, oh, have you seen this? And she said, so this is just for anyone who's going to watch it, she said that that documentary was, a lot of it was very, like, either untrue or very dramatized about, Carol from Big Cat Rescue, and, like, also just everything in general. Well, yeah. Also mm-hmm. saying that, like, it really, like, makes Big Cat Rescue look bad when it isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, like, you know. Because, like, it tries to make it seem like they're doing the same things when they're not at all. So, that's... Just watch it with a grain of salt when they're talking about, like, you know. Like, Carol's crazy. Like, she's insane. 
then like she definitely seems crazy but like i feel like big cat rescue gets done kind of dirty in the documentary series i would believe it i feel like documentaries uh definitely have like points to prove and yeah they're not like they're biased in that way so they're probably gonna make a documentary that's biased i'm not uh, like i i know i understand that it's about like how you can buy tigers or something like that but i really don't know much about it so don't spoil it i want to surprise myself yeah, no, I, like, it's, I'm not even going to try. It's, like, there's a bunch of different stuff that goes on, but, yeah, you should, it's literally, like, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> like, I understand why everyone's, like, obsessed with it, because it's just, like, crazy. It really just makes you be, like, these are all terrible, horrible people. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> do we want to do a, a list of things to watch, read, and do and listen to or whatever in yeah, quarantine. Yeah. That's, I like that. It's fun. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I want to start. Okay. So I watched the entirety of Firefly again in two days and it really upset me when it was over. So I would recommend watching Firefly. And if you don't know what Firefly is because you weren't like a nerd in 2002 or whatever, it's a show made by Josh, Joss Whedon who made the Avengers movies, but trust me, it's not like the Avengers if you hate the Avengers. And it's about... Josh Whedon also made Vampire Slayer. Yes, he made Buffy, and he made Dollhouse, and he made Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. (laughs) Anyway, it's about space pirates who are also cowboys who do odd jobs, and they do, like, heists, and they steal things. And the main guy is Nathan Fillion from Castle, um and he's cool and that hot and i love him and it's got alan tudyk in it who voices the chicken in moana he does other things and it's really great it's really fun there's only like 14 episodes and it was canceled so early and so they had to make a movie to finish it up called serenity which i have not seen and i will not see um because it's not over in my heart Hmm. Also, um, oh, Joss Whedon also made Cabin in the Woods, which big yeah. recommend if you're a horror movie fan and also a horror comedy fan. Um, I also just downloaded the first book of the Gunslinger series or the Dark Tower series. I'm not, I think it's Gunslinger, which is a Stephen King series. I haven't read it yet, but I've heard good things about it, so I'd recommend doing that. Maybe we could have a read-along. Who knows? Um, there's a movie about it starring Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. So if you want to just watch that, I've heard bad things about the movie. I did see it. I saw it on my first date. So in case anyone cares, holds a place in my heart. Um, and then I started watching Dollhouse, which is a weird show also by Joss Whedon. Um, I don't like the main character of it, but it's a very interesting concept. It's like a um, an organization that kind of works for the government, and they have these people called actives who have, like, their brain wiped, and then, like, rich people can pay for one of them, and then they put, like, a different personality into the person's head. So, like, they'll, like, program one of the girls to be, like, a forensic analysis, and she'll, like go out and be that and she'll have her brain wiped again although like put her in she'll be just like a 
a sexy girl and she'll go and like fuck a client and then come back and her brain's wiped but there's like conspiracies and stuff mm-hmm. it's got the stoner guy from cabin in the woods in it um what else have i been doing <laughs> brooklyn 99 we're on season six mm-hmm. it's very good please watch it um and for things to do I would recommend growing plants because every morning I wake up and I look at my spinach (laughs) and I have another reason to keep on going. (laughs) Um, And I painted a picture. So doing arts, fun and funky and fresh. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend going outside. Um, I mean, unless you're like by yourself. Um, Also, Here's the thing. I I know I'm not 21, but I would recommend you and your roommates if you have any. We my my roommates have we're going to do this at some point. It's like a flight night, you know, if you know what beer flights are. They're like small samples of different beers. We're going to do that but without beer cuz beer's gross. And we're going to do it with wine. So, we've been trying all very different oh, types oh, of wines. What? So wine tasting. Yeah, it's a it's a little wine tasting. Yeah. But with like a you know, yeah. wine. Um, but we've been trying all different types of wines. Um, I have one of my roommates' wine bottles on my desk. It's a billy goat. It is very cute. Mm-hmm. But um so if you're of legal drinking age and you have money to spend on alcohol, I would recommend trying some fun wines. Have a glass of wine every night. It's good for your health, according to the news. Um, don't be an alcoholic. <laughs> and on that note, I would like to make a statement. I turned 21 in a month. So I would like, for, <laughs> if you want, we can do another one of those like drinking things that we did for Tessa's 21st yeah or you could just recommend me alcohol and I will drink it unprompted while we record a podcast Mm. that's it that's my statement (laughs) my birthday's in a month and I'll probably still be in quarantine so give me some fun things to do (laughs) yeah I know um the bar that me and like our friends like Antonio and like the deli people Mm -hmm. went like we go to the Wednesday you went there once I've been there many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I like they switched up where they were going, but they um, are on Grubhub now, and you can Grubhub like their beer. Ooh. And like they do like the um, I forgot what they're called, but it's like they can like fill like from the draft and then like put it in a can to go. Um, So I've been like thinking um, I'm gonna I might Grubhub those at one point just because I feel like that would be kind of fun and also just you know trying to support local. Rochester places. I know there's um if you're in Rochester there is a I forgot what it's called. I'll have to look it up again, but there's like a kind of like app that's free right now for like local businesses in Rochester that you can like do like order it's like food places you can order from and then like they'll do like curbside pickup or like delivery depending on where you are. Um so I'm gonna have to look at that. We don't order food too much, but like occasionally, you know, the weekend. Yeah. So Oh, I have one more thing. So Uh if you live in an area where there is a drive-in, I was researching because I go to a drive-in in in Florida called the Lake Worth Drive-In, and it's still open because technically if you're in your car, you're still like six feet apart from people. So if you 
if you live near a drive-in that might be open, I'd recommend looking that up because maybe you can still go catch a movie. Are there any drive-ins near us? Um, there is one, but I don't think it's open yet because it's cold out or something. Well, makes sense. <sighs> makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, so let's see. What I thought. Oh, I watched, um, so Disney Plus now, like anytime there's stuff, they've been releasing a bunch of stuff early. Like they released Frozen 2 for streaming pretty early. Mm-hmm. But I watched Onward, which is the new Pixar movie. And I, so I like previous, like I didn't really know too much about it, but I know like it got like okay reviews. I watched it and I loved it. I thought it was really good. So I would highly recommend that one. It's kind of like, a, it's Tom Holland and Chris Pratt voice, like the main, like their brothers. And, like, the plot of it, it's, like, their dad, like, he died, and then, like, he's, like, a wizard, and, like, they, like, are trying to, like, get him back for a day. Like, there's, like, the spell. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, they only have his legs back, and then they have to go, like, on a quest. And it's really cute, and me and, like, um, my roommates all watched it together, and it was, like, me, um, Sean, and Bridget. And, like, by the end, we were all just, like, crying, because it's just, like, a good sibling movie, and, like, we're all, like, older siblings, so it was just kind of, like, you know... We're all just like we have to call like our like our younger siblings now. Um, it was really cute though. I liked it a lot. And then um, so yeah, that's a good one. What else were we watching? Um, we always we've been watching How I Met Your Mother so much, so we have to switch shows there. So I haven't been watching. Oh, I know what we were watching. I worked watched the um first episode and like was watching the second episode today of the Harley Quinn animated series. But what I did not know about this, so like my roommate put it on and he was just like, oh yeah, like we should all watch this. And then um, he put it on, I didn't realize it was like an adult show. Yeah. Because like I have like Harley Quinn's like swearing and stuff. And I was like, wait, what? Because it's like just looks like, you know, a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God. So it's really funny because I love Harley Quinn and um, it's great. So, and like the bat, like the version of Batman in it is really like funny too. So, Yeah. That one's good. And, like, you don't need to know, like, all the lore of, like, DC and stuff. It's kind of just, you know, Harley Quinn. And, like, it starts with her, like, breaking up with the Joker. So, it's good. That's good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, doing art's fun. It's, like, <laughs> the thing is, like, it's fun to do stuff. Because I feuk like I have more time to just kind of, like, do random stuff. Or it's, like, drawing and stuff, like, that I want to do. Because I still have to do a lot of art for class, obviously. So, but we finally, we had, like, a painting in our apartment that we started last semester of Kirby, and then we, like, it's just kind of, like, really funny looking, and he's, like, wearing, like, a cowboy hat and boots, and it was unfinished for forever, because we were, like, oh, we'll all, like, paint a part of it, and, like, one of my roommates, like, they did, like, the background, I did Kirby, and then our last roommate, Sean, he, like, didn't do anything to it, and we are like, oh, you're gonna paint the boots, and the other day, like, we were all sitting there, and I was just like, I really feel like painting something right now, so I'm just going to paint. I'm just going to finish Kirby. It's driving me crazy. So I painted the boots and, like, uh, the hand with the gun. Sean didn't do anything then. No, he doesn't get to sign it, and he gets more shame for it. But we, <laughs> we knew we weren't going to do it. And then once we finished it, he saw the boots, and he was like, oh, well. He was like, well, it's probably good you did this, because mine would have looked way, way, way worse. So I'm like, all right, whatever. But, yeah, painting stuff is fun. I enjoy it. So it's nice. So yeah. I don't know. I I have more movies to recommend, I was thinking. Okay. So I have two movies. I recommend The Way Way Back, which is a coming of age movie oh, about a young guy named Duncan. And then there's another movie called The Seven Psychopaths, which is a 
comedic shoot 'em up movie um, with a bunch of stars in it, which I also recommend watching. Also, we borrowed the Wii from my upstairs neighbor. Well, he's not directly upstairs, but he lives in my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was able to unlock all the levels of Mario Kart in under two hours. Damn. I know. I'm amazing. <laughs> and then I also unlocked Dry Bones and King Boo. So that's what I've been doing with my life. Yeah. 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 We haven't been we haven't been doing like I won't, we have another canvas, so maybe I'll try and get us to do another like fun little group painting. I forgot what we were say, we were saying we we're gonna watch something tonight, but I forgot what it was. I think we we're gonna watch Crazy Rich Asians tonight because one of my roommates haven't haven't seen it. We watched Coco yesterday. Mm-hmm. Cause like every we've been like trying to watch stuff, and then I'm just like I've always like we never use Disney Plus that often, and then we're just like oh we should like use it more. But we watch Coco because that's like oh, it's such a good movie. That's like one of my favorites. It's so good. Yeah. We've been trying to watch movies, too, but, um, like, we only watch them at night, you know, because people are in and out during the day. But one of my roommates is so specific about the movie she likes to watch, so it's hard to, like, find a good movie. You're like, well, you like this, but also, like, during the day when I watch TV shows. I like crime TV shows, as we know. Yeah. And she does not. So, like, whenever she comes in the room, I'm like, what do you want to watch? And she's like, I don't know. I don't care. And I'm like, but you hate my shows. <laughs> but, yeah, so we've been trying to watch movies. We have me and my other roommate, while we were waiting for the third roommate to get off the a phone call she was on because she wanted to watch a movie, we, like, played, like, 15 different trailers of movies we had, like, lined up <laughs> for her to watch. We're like, which one will she like? It was really fun. I think I had more fun with the trailers than I did with the movies themselves. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. All right. That's all the recommendations I have. So, cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, don't kill anyone. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay inside. Flatten the curve. Yep. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.